Ever met a sea bug? I wouldn't eat. Yeah, I, it's funny when people make the comparison. They're like, "Oh, you don't eat regular bugs. Why do you eat, you know, like crabs?" And I was like, "Find me a fucking bug that lives on ground that has as much meat as a fucking crab." <laughs> it's true, and like cooks up in the same way, right? Like, steam me up a bug that I can crack open and pull the meat out of. They're like, "Well, I can't do that." I'm like, "No shit, you can't." <laughs> the bad game cast this is jake this is jason this is elsa and this time we played a fight crab crab fight crab battle some sort of cave demon <laughs> freaking demon released august 2019 developed by newsoft kalapa games published by newsoft clayism active gaming media and mastiff other games that came out in 2019 we <laughs> you know it's funny um because in the same year that brought us just amazeballs games like anthem down to hell eternity the last unicorn and there was this gem hiding. Oh my god. I, I wish I wish we had got to this sooner because then I could pick out something good from 2019. Fight Crab brought me so much joy. Fight Crab brought me an adequate amount of joy. And you really <laughs> had to start it off by listing those other games because boy oh boy did that remind me of just garbage that we played. Right? <gasps> you know how many like seriously, we've played so many games from 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I intentionally didn't list ones that uh, we have bitched about a shit ton, but still included hey, eternity. <laughs> we played less games games from 2020 because less people released games because of you know pandemic <laughs> because everything got delayed yeah because the world was on fire weird hooray so what you're saying is we're winding up for a fantastic 2021 in terms of bad games i don't know it can't it can't be worse right it can and will <laughs> we got new consoles though i think oh hell we gotta buy new consoles it, it doesn't matter we can't find them so yes because games on new hardware are always good yeah if you have a ps5 just ship it to us Ooh, yeah buy <laughs> us a ps5 yeah you know for that p.o box we don't have and have never given out look if someone dials up and is like yeah i got a ps5 i'll send you i don't know might dial up a p.o box real yeah quick. No, you make that work that's Anyway, what kind of game is it? We're talking about Fight Crab, and Fight Crab is perhaps the most unique mech combat game I have played in a long time. Because, you know, think about it. It's you're equipping a bunch of big goofy weapons, you have stupidly complex controls, you have that third person perspective directly behind your character, and you're tottering around cities throwing cars at your opponent. So at this core, I say Fight Crab is sort of an arena mech combat game. It's funny that you say that. Uh, With crabs. Let me, uh, this is a clip from an interview on Rock, Paper, Shotgun with Masafumi Onuki, uh, the sole developer of this game. Like, it, it, this was just him. Uh, I, I'm just going to read you where he got his inspiration from, verbatim from the article. <coughs> In regards to Fight Crab, from software's Dark Souls and Armored Core inspired the aspect where you can hold different weapons in each hand, while Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, inspired the visual and sound effects when clashing weapons together, and also the posture mechanic. The physics-based aspect was inspired by Gang Beasts, and the feeling that you were remotely controlling the crab was inspired by the remote controller dandy series. And yes, of course, the damage percentage mechanic is heavily inspired by the Smash Brothers series. Amazing. Dark Souls, Armored Core, Sekiro, Gang Beasts, and Smash Brothers. Yup. I get that. Well, kind of. I mean, you could take Dark Souls out of there and I think Honestly, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, eh. Yeah, I, I don't know why that's in there, but... Well, it's the same thing with Armored Core, though. It's like a weapon in each hand. Yeah, yeah right? Like, you could, you could just say Armored Core. That's just yeah. what the article says i don't know <laughs> so you you gotta talk about the controls first like we're, we're whoa, fighting whoa, crabs whoa. and we'll no 
We have to talk about the story. Do we? You are a crab, and you must be the best fight crab. So you fight your way through the other crabs to become the best. I'm done now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Jason, for this insightful interlude. The controls. Uh, Like, because it's, you know, essentially a mech game at its heart, the controls are circuitous and weird. Uh, If you're playing with the controller, and I'll be talking about the controller aspect, and then we can throw it to Jason for his experience. The right stick moves the right claw. The left stick moves the left claw. The right trigger attacks with your right claw. The left trigger, you know, attacks with your left claw. Right and left bumper uh, uses your pincers, like closes and opens your pincers. So you can either grab things on the ground, grab your opponent, or if you just hold it down, you block with it. So it's context sensitive. It will also use an item if you have an item that you can use. Interesting. You'll have to go more into that later. You move automatically with the D-pad. So like if you tap up on the D-pad, your crab will just advance. You just just press it once and leave it alone and your crab will just advance towards the enemy in perpetuity or a word like that. Perpetuity? Something like that. Words are hard. (laughs) Uh, Words is hard. Yep. You can either tap left or right to strafe while locked onto your opponent, but like you're never holding down the movement. You're just like tapping it and then you just automatically move, either strafing or moving forwards. And you're always locked in on at least one opponent. So I guess to become the best fight crab, well, no, let's talk more about the controls. Because like at first I thought it was terrible. And then after a few hours of play, I still thought it was terrible, but it was a terrible that I could, you know, work with. It hurt my hand to play. I remember, I have it in my notes. It physically hurt my hand to play. It like cramped my hand doing all the nonsense. Well, as you play, you also get access to your uh, super moves, like uh, Enchant a Weapon, which just makes your weapon stronger, or the uh, in-game version of a Kamehameha, or (laughs) the uh, Spirit Bomb you could do. (laughs) Right. Or the, uh, it's not a Kaoken, it's something else. I mean, it is, but... Kaio what? (laughs) (laughs) So there's goofy shit like that that you get access to, and the controls for that are equally circuitous like you gotta like move your claws to a certain side like you're you know holding a kamehameha wave in your hands and stuff like that yeah you gotta hold them up to charge it and then uh let it go Yeah, it's weird because um, this is, uh, I hate games where like the main crux of it is the fuck awful controls, but uh, I'm with you. Like it gets to where it isn't that you would necessarily get good at it, but you just sort of get used to it. Mm-hmm. And it isn't that it's bad so much as that it feels super awkward until you get more accustomed to it. And yeah, like it's hard to say that I ever felt like I was good at it because there is like you don't have like precise control over your weird floating crab arms doing whatever they want to do. Oh, Jesus. But it's also like not, you do control it and it feels like you're controlling it. It's just like not precise. And even if it was, that wouldn't make it better. (laughs) Your controls are more of a suggestion than anything. It's like, please, please attack that opposing crab. No, you're just going to flail around. Okay, cool. Jason, please regale us with your tales of misery. The controls are better quote unquote uh, on keyboard mouse they're they're very straightforward except that's not a good thing Uh, so like you your mouse like makes you look you know whatever way wasd to move uh left so you don't have the lock on no you can't lock on to things and you have to move every inch you want to move Hmm. but because your crap kind of weirdly trundles ah (laughs) <laughs> That's not great. 
Like, if your crab controlled significantly better, maybe this would be a nice control setup. But it's not. Yeah, your left claw is left click. Your right claw is right click. Uh, your weird, like, pincer is on, like, shift and then it's a couple of the other buttons around WASD, you know, the like E's, F's, and Q's type stuff that you use for. Sure. Yeah. So did you have like nuance control on to like where your, your claws went? Absolutely because, like... not. Huh. You could not control where your claws went with keyboard mouse. Ew. Weird. Yeah. You see, you're saying things, oh, like you raise your arms and I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> You just kind of wander forward and do stuff, I guess. I don't know. I think it's space is supposed to dash, and that doesn't work at all. On the controller, you uh, double tap whatever direction. Yeah. Okay. For the campaign mode, there are the tutorial Crustacean City, which is um, just you're in the middle of a city, so the crabs look giant. Crabby Chivalry Swords and Shells is the uh, next stage, which is a like medieval feasting hall or like throne room, right? Yeah. The uh, Crabby Walk and Fire, which is a small arena. You're on the table of a Chinese restaurant. Experience the Crab Ninja, which is some um, like back alley. I think it's like Japanese architecture. Yeah. The next one is a Krabby Market. Salty. It's a supermarket. <laughs> it's a supermarket. You're just on a pile of ice. Mm -hmm. And then the final one is Celestial Beach. Yeah. Uh, inside of there, you have options, though. If you're not in the tutorial, just in the campaign menu, you have the option to buy equipment, buy new crabs, level up, because fuck yes. <laughs> Pick your co-op partner. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a co-op <clears throat> partner for mo the entire game. Really? Like, oh, buddy. Almost until the very end, I didn't have a second crab with me. Oh, that's brutal. Elsa, who was your co-op partner? The default crab. And then I switched my crab to a lobster because I was a lobster. I was fight lobster. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you guys spent any time leveling up your crab. Oh, of course. By the end of it, my crab was, I think it maxes out at 99. Oh, sweet Jesus, what? Max level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was a beast. Uh, I also went into every stage with my weapons, a magic crowbar in each claw, because, I mean, there's, the, the crowbars in here aren't magic, they're just crowbars, but because, like, you can hook and flip shit with it. Also, like, they do a decent amount of damage, you can fuck shit up with them. But, but what was maybe the best thing is my co-op partner was the deer. I don't know if oh, you guys- God saw the yep. deer model yep. i unlocked the deer and i because each different crab has like a number of different stats like reach and weight and speed and stuff and the deer has like amazing stats and i'm thinking all right i'll choose the deer and i'll use the deer and the deer was like too fast for me to control and so like i did terrible with the deer and i never touched it again i never used it um i don't know i didn't pay any attention to its stats i just saw the model which is two deers standing side by side facing either direction and its uh necks are are super long which would take place for the crab claws it is a uh -huh. fucking monstrosity and it is so funny to watch it like awkwardly shamble forward and just start smacking stuff <laughs> Each antler, each set of antlers are essentially the claws of the quote-unquote crab. It's beautiful. It's incredible. Watching it hold a weapon is so funny. <laughs> but in with the weapons, like, um, if you had a gun, because there's the guns in here, the fucking weapon variety is ridiculous. So uh, after I'd completed the game, uh, I, today, like, sitting down, getting ready to do notes, I wanted to hop back into it, so I started using the lightsabers, which I hadn't used. Holy shit, those things are busted. But you have to use the left bumpers to turn them on because they have like a charge meter yeah weapons like the lightsaber that had charge meters i was having a difficult time getting to work so i tended to stay away from the 
happened. Uh, I would run into things with my claws on either side of me like I was Thor or Loki and then just run in and just like blah, 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 just awkwardly flail and it would they would go from like zero to uh, 220% damage and then fuck off. I don't think we ever said that the objective of each battle is to flip the opposing crustacean for a three count. So there's like that damage percentage meter that we were talking about like Smash Brothers and as you take damage and give it out it fills up and makes the opponent easier to flip so that is the objective of each combat you're not like killing them or throwing them off the stage although ring outs were a thing yeah in the restaurant and the supermarket crustacean city as well really yeah if you can make it all the way down a street there's okay. just a yeah i never got chasm yeah but uh, yeah if you get to the edges you can knock people off and that instantly defeats them mm-hmm. and as jake was saying like there are those six or so levels uh within each level there are like probably four or five rounds where you fight either one or two crabs and then you defeat that crab it goes away and you progress to the next round in the same location and one of the nice things about the game is that even if you lost like in the middle of a level in like round two or three it would let you continue from that same round instead of having to replay the whole level again i like that (laughs) because there were a few times where i just fell off the table yeah or like if you needed to uh like back off you could just come back in at any point just say you wanted to buy a new weapon to try something out because you wonder what it's like to have a jetpack on your claw and it's fun it's ridiculous and stupid <laughs> and you should do it so you want to back out go buy that because you want enough that you earned enough money you could buy it and then just hop right back in where you left off super nice yeah because there is no punishment for losing or leaving it's fine yeah i do like that that there's like no negatives although you say buy things i never had enough money to like buy shit i don't understand that's very strange i basically never had dollars it's part of the reason i didn't buy crabs was like it was way too expensive whoa um the currency to level up is the same as currency for buying things isn't it were you just yep. like yes. spending all your stuff leveling up jason i definitely leveled up a fair amount though not even close to how much jake did apparently yeah i ended the game at like level 13 or 14 i want to say oh yeah probably the same for me yeah no my crab boss is busted he's a fucking beast <laughs> But yeah, there's a huge selection. Uh, they add one-handed weapons like knives, swords, maces, crowbars, katanas. Uh, those are the ones I had written down. Uh, Poseidon's trident. Poseidon's trident. They had two-handed weapons like great swords, pole arms, glaives, things like that. And I don't know if you guys tried the two-handed weapons at all, but I had very little success with them. They have like super great stats, do a lot of damage, super heavy, super sharp, and then you're like flailing around with a two-handed sword above your head going i can't do anything i'm a crab just hammer Hmm. that's the only two-handed weapon i tried well when you can't actually control your crab claws equipping a (laughs) two-handed weapon is just the worst you hit attack and you're like i don't know what's about to happen as soon as i figured out how to like uh, helicopter that warhammer around like uh, if you fucking nudge anything with that they go flying but i liked uh having the knife and the pistol or like the revolver or even like just the revolver as you run up, grab something's claw, put the gun in its face, and then just continually unload. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I ended up choosing the lobster because he was sort of heavy and slow. So like he was good at not getting flipped over and he had a relatively short reach. Sometimes with some crabs, I noticed that their claws were almost too long to be effective. Like you get right up next to the opponent and your claws were like longer than your enemy. So you're trying to like attack them while they're inside your guard, essentially. Didn't have that problem with the lobster. Yeah. And uh, there were some bosses where like I would literally just scuttle up to 
them and then just stab them because I always use dual knives up until I got Poseidon's trident. <laughs> um, and just dual knife them in their underbelly as they kept swinging over my head. I did the same thing. I bought like two of the best short swords or knives and just... And then I stabbed them. Yeah, we just hook shit with the crowbars and then just flip them and then just bash them in the face. Wonderful. I did find the secret technique of if you can get an early flip, uh, scuttle yourself on top of them. Oh, hmm. like actually physically pin them. Yes. No. Uh -uh. Oh, yeah. You can do that if you're on keyboard mouse. It's really <laughs> funny. The movement controls and like you can upgrade the like decks like so they move better, but it's still like not great. The movement is a functional but awkward, but I would say that's every movement in the game. I assume it's by design. I, I don't know. Yeah, I asked you guys before we started uh, another feature of this game for who knows why. If you have a Vroid hub or Vroid hub, whatever account, you can import a little anime model to sit on top of your crab while they fight. But why? Yes, why? Oh. <laughs> Good talk, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I only signed up because I was hoping that it would swap out the crab model for anime character, which it doesn't. I was surprised when it was just tiny anime characters <laughs> sitting on the shell of a crab. Like, they're not big. They're not, like, controlling it. They're fucking tiny. <laughs> I was like, that's that's perfect. It isn't at all what I wanted, nor what I was expecting, but I love it just the same. You just get a little hat. A little anime hat. <laughs> yeah. So, as we discussed before, this game does have, I believe, couch co-op and online co-op. Sounds yeah. like neither of you tried the co-op, or did you? No, we didn't try the online co-op, but, like, how does Fight Crab have online co-op but fucking Wizard of Legend doesn't? The world is filled with mysteries. A conversation for another time. Yes. Thankfully, a few stages in the campaign, you can just assign yourself a CPU partner if you have an extra crab in your inventory, like me and Jake did, but apparently Jason didn't. Yeah, you gotta buy an extra crab to have an extra crab. And so you get essentially two characters, which is good because there are like fights that are uh, two enemies. And so instead of a one on two, you get to go in on a two on two and your CPU friend can like distract one enemy while you lobster up to the other one and fucking stab it with your knives. <laughs> <laughs> lobster, lobster, lobster. <laughs> yeah, I eventually bought the long-armed crab and made him my partner. Like the like coconut crab? No, not coconut spider crabs. crab. Spider crab. Chunky spider crabs. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. He was there. <laughs> he won a one of the battles for me because I got flipped, but then he flipped the other dude. So that was something. Nice. Yeah, the AI did a pretty good job at coming over and saving you because you can revive your ally uh, if they've been flipped. So whenever I got flipped, my ally crab would just stop everything and come over and be just like, I got you, bro. And I'm like, thanks, man. Let's go stab some crabs. Oh, he absolutely did not do that. He just beat the <laughs> other crab to death. And then I won because he was the last one standing. Yes. In my experience, Dear Monster never saved me. He was always more of a hindrance, <laughs> but he was a distraction and that's all I needed. The music in this game were, uh, were total bangers. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> They were, I don't know, generic as hell, but also good. Enthusiastic? Yes. I can find, what is that, a thousand yen to buy the soundtrack? Shit, yes. No, nah, I'm good. Like, it's not bad music, but I don't need to listen to it in my spare time. <laughs> it added to the experience. You know how I go on about, like, bad game feel and all that. Like, Fight Crab is a game with terrible controls, uh, wrapped up in a lot of good design choices and has generally a good game feel to it despite being jank as hell it's 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 a walking paradox this game and it's fascinating <laughs> 
Yeah, like it seems like it shouldn't work when you sit down and you start controlling it. And it's so weird. And it, it, it is a joy to play. Like it's it's bright and it's colorful and it's happy. And you, you just want to be the best crab. You got to fight. Best fight crab ever. And it's it's the, the soundtrack's fun and the gameplay is awkward but it's still fun and you get ridiculous stupid crabs and a deer monster and so many goddamn weapons and like you the fuck the the end would you just like travel through space because you won you're the best fight crab what the fuck is that well yeah you fight the ultimate crab who like is the space crab and hurls magic <laughs> like orbs at you that change gravity yeah and this is essentially just a spirit bomb mm-hmm. final boss just every once in a while if you damaged him too much would just spirit bomb you and you had to either run away or try to block it or how did you deal with it i mostly just ran away from the spirit bombs took it to the face and beat him to death fair enough crowbar power mostly fleeing when i finally succeeded i got lucky in that he was more concerned with the deer you had your deer for that fight can i not no oh no Final boss is just you. Oh, yeah. Weird then, because then, I mean, Jesus, at this point, like, I beat this game fucking what feels like months ago, but I was super excited to play this one, <laughs> especially looking at the list of shit we have coming up. <laughs> Right. This game was definitely put on our list as a breath of fresh air, if you will. Uh, do we have anything more to add about the game? Not really. All right. Well, uh, I think because this game is super short and uh, I don't know how much replayability you find in um, short beat em up brawler. The fuck is this? Short crab fighting game, right? Because <laughs> like you could plow through it in a couple hours and I, I don't know how much replayability you will find in that besides trying to get money to unlock more stuff that I find the gameplay fun. I don't know. I don't know what it costs normally. I want to say it's like 10 bucks, 15 bucks. No idea. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. I think if you can find it for less than 10, shit, yes. It's if you want something to play with your friends because it's got online co-op, like it's ridiculous. Like if you can find it cheap enough, you guys can get it for a night. It's on what? Like everything? It's on Switch. It's on PC. Pretty sure it's on PS4, which I assume means it's on Xbox too, but I don't know. Uh, it doesn't look like it. It's listed Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Windows. Oh, well, guess not then. I will echo those sentiments in that if you can get it for 10 bucks or less and you have a co-op partner for sure get it and have some stupid fun with it for a few hours especially if it's a couch co-op you know situation then you just have to buy the one copy it's it's weird it's super weird and fun and you have to be able to uh, enjoy a game despite jank controls like if that is something that's going to frustrate you then probably stay away from this game but if you're okay with just waving your claws around like they are possessed by demons then you know give it a go yeah uh so i get to be the dissenting one in the group now i obviously i played it what uh, clearly seems the worst way to play it on keyboard and mouse but it rides the line between being good and bad for me enough that i definitely you know uh, as jake said I, he doesn't know how much replayability there is there's definitely none for me even the idea of like oh i'll use a controller i don't care to ever pick up this game again it wasn't a terrible couple hours so at cheap enough you know if it sounds like your kind of game you know it is odd and kind of interesting and i like when because you said it was made by one guy mm-hmm. i like when people make something they want to make and it is odd or interesting so that's cool but inevitably it's not i can't really endorse it it's all right it does some interesting things but it was frustrating enough with the controls and me never feeling like i was actually in control of what was happening that i couldn't get into it i suppose that is the caveat 
that if you do pick up this game, make sure you play it with a controller. It does say that as soon as you boot it up, you should be playing this with a controller. Yeah, so does uh, Hollow Knight and Dead Cells. I played those on keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Oh, that's so strange. Fucking freak. Yeah, I don't use controllers. What is that shit? Jake, what do we do now? Now, Jason reads questions from listeners. Listeners like you. That felt all sorts of wrong. Right? I hated that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. Okay, so now I answer. Oh, God. (laughs) Ah. No, Elsa, that was perfect. (laughs) Everything's wrong. It's a nightmare that we cannot escape from. Anyway, I'm just going to go through this. Yes, friends. I have returned. Hi. Ready yourselves. Here we go. Round one. British culture quiz. Oh, shit. Oh, Law God. and order edition. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. True or false. These are all British laws that are still technically in effect in the UK. First law. It's prima <laughs> Is it Ill- <laughs> Is it illegal to import Polish potatoes into England? Wait, now? True. <laughs> Let's say false. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Brexit and all that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you can't have your Polish potatoes. Uh, do we want to go through all of them, or do you want me to give you the answers as we go? You read them. We'll give you our answers. Give us the answer. All right. So, true. Even though even potatoes suspected of being Polish are illegal. <laughs> oh, shit. This potato looks Polish to me. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them in the bay. <laughs> and that's how I got my potatoes deported. <laughs> Is it illegal to fly a kite or slide on ice in the street? Yes. No, not anymore. No, it's got to be true, right? Because it's so oddly specific. Because it's very weird. That is, in fact, true. I assume that he's going to throw in some curveballs, so yeah. just wait for it. You cannot handle trout in suspicious circumstances. True. True. I already saw the answers, so uh, that is false. Bitch. You can't handle salmon in suspicious circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) That's some goddamn wordplay. Constitutes suspicious circumstances, sir. (laughs) Sir, I am asking you, sir. Uh, You're handling that salmon real funny there. (laughs) Take him away, boys. (laughs) Throw him into bay. (laughs) With the potatoes. All right. It's illegal for a pub landlord to permit drunkenness after 11 p.m. No. Well, that sounds false. false. That's that's just false. Like, come on. It's England. <laughs> Alcoholism yeah, right? is like national pastime. Yeah, what's the drinking age in England? Like nine? Being drunk in a pub <laughs> is what you do. It is false. Technically, it is illegal at any time to allow drunkenness in a pub. Well, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's no different than bars here. Like, I don't want you getting shit-faced. Right. It technically, they're not allowed to serve you alcohol if you are, you know, supposed to be, like, overly drunk. They're not. They're supposed to cut you off. Yeah. Uh... And they don't. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Laws are only as effective as how well they're implemented. He's drunk in a bar. Go throw him in the bay. <laughs> throw him in the bay. <laughs> It's illegal to beat dirt or dust off a rug or carpet out of a window. True. True. I, that feels true. Do it in your garden. True, but doormats are okay. Huh. I mean, aren't doormats just outdoor rugs? Yeah. Yes. So they're outdoors anyway. Look, you can pitch your chamber pot. It's fine. Keep your fucking <laughs> gross rugs inside. Yeah. Dust is where dust belongs. <laughs> and finally, no gambling in a bank. Yeah. No, that's true. 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 <laughs> ah, it's false. It's what banks are for. It is false. It's what banks are for. <laughs> it's what banks are for. 
It's libraries where you're not allowed to gamble. What? Yeah. So, you know, now we're all up on our British laws. Oh, shit. And gambling in a library. Also, what do we do with them? We throw them into bay. <laughs> Yarp? Yarp. <laughs> All right, round two, quick fire questions. Fuck. Whip crack, pew, pew, pew. I'm just reading what it says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking muted enthusiasm of that. I'm just reading what it says. <laughs> Best modern-ish game with an 80s aesthetic. Thinking Far Cry Blood <clears throat> Dragon, for yeah. example. I don't know. Uh, that one, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't say I've played anything that uses... Uh, heavy 80s we haven't yet no because we have some stuff on the list that uh does we have failed your question i'm so sorry i don't know name a game that's very vaporwave google vaporwave video games cyberpunk no it's different uh i don't know tetris effect fuck i've played none of these Oh, shit. No. Uh, what is it? Um, Hotline Miami. Also haven't played. Although I've been meaning to, but I haven't played. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Hotline Miami. All right. Go-to character in Smash. Metadine. Not Kirby. The other one. <laughs> He's a fucking ball. They look the same. Kiss my ass. <laughs> they do not look the same. They're exactly the same. <laughs> one has a cape and a sword. <laughs> yeah, Kirby. <laughs> I don't really like Smash, though. You're going to the cage. The cage with King Dedede. If I had to pick one, it's Ness. If I was picking two, it's Ness and Ganondorf. Which is funny that now that Ness is actually kind of good in the new one, people hate him a lot more. Really? Oh, yeah. PK Fire is a <laughs> It's very easy to chain people into PK Fire and do a lot of damage. Uh, this is uh, Lord Britannia, right? I- I'm assuming. Who is going to ask us about British laws? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can only assume that it's Mr. Brit himself. Mr. Brit, you got to be careful with the Smash questions or Jason will go off on a Smash tangent for like nine years. I don't even play that much. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I used to play a fair amount. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Next question? <laughs> now I'm just going to stare at you weirdly. Oh, good. Like... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what is your work laugh? Because that was Elsa's, just snarling at people. Work laugh? Yeah, you know, when your boss says something that's not really funny, but you're supposed to laugh, which then I tell my boss, that was dumb. Yeah, I'm not a brown noser. I don't give a fuck. I'm here to work. I don't give a shit if you like me. My boss is German. He's hilarious in that dry German sort of way. So mostly I just snarl at him. All right. Favorite played out trend in gaming. Overdone, but still enjoyable. <laughs> collective blank stares. Uh... I don't know, because I don't think anything's been like truly played out, because you can still change up the formula. Remaking games for the sake of nostalgia. I really enjoyed Crash Bandicoot 4, even though it was a total nostalgia grab. If if it's the right kind of nostalgia and the, if it's done well, I'm still in for it. I haven't played any of those remake games, so uh, maybe. I always hated Crash. No interest in it. Hey, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but fuck Crash. All right. Round three. Longer questions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Do you ever watch those videos on YouTube of game cutscenes and gameplay that have been stitched together like a movie? If so, which ones? Off the start? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, yes, but I'm more likely to watch. Uh, and this is super weird, but it'll be like an old speech from World War II with video game footage spliced into it. That is weird. Yeah. Do you know what they're talking about? No, I have no idea. Like, all I got is red versus blue. Yeah. Right? Is it, uh, He's not talking about machine. 
Machinima, is he? I guess. But then I still can't say I've watched anything other than Red vs. Blue, and I stopped watching that after season two? Season one? <laughs> Real early on. Uh, I got up to like season four, and then I was like... Okay. I watched through season 15, I want to say. Oh, God, there's 15 of them? There's more. Yeah, they're still making it. Oh, yeah. God. Anyway, so what's your favorite, uh, <laughs> what's your perfect Sunday? Ice cream flavor, topping, sauces. Oh, God, I hate ice cream. So what's your perfect Sunday? Oh, uh, bourbon. <laughs> My perfect Sunday is probably sleeping until noon, having a big lunch, <laughs> napping through the afternoon while playing games, uh, chasing the cat around the apartment, going outside, working out, having a drink. I like a nice banana split from time to time, maybe once every decade. Only I throw on some toffee on top of there, like crumbled toffee. Yeah. And chocolate ice cream instead of vanilla because I don't really like vanilla ice cream. Fucking old person over here with this toffee. Uh, yeah. Look, when I, in the off chance I actually want ice cream, I find a nice place that will serve me a chocolate malt because I'm fucking 80. <laughs> yeah. Nobody makes it thick enough and I always bitch about it and I'm sitting there with my fucking cane like, you goddamn whippersnappers don't know how to make a fucking malt and they're like nobody wants this shit old man get the fuck out of here every time uh, I can say that the thing I get at uh, it's a custard place uh, wits no I get the vanilla with their coffee syrup Ooh. Uh, and brownie bites that's what I get it's good it's like a sundae yeah I mean it's uh, whatever custard instead of ice cream which mm. yeah fuck yeah custard's delicious yeah right oh no extra thick and fatty and delicious in other news they DM'd their very first bit of of the D&D starter adventure module with their kids playing. And they were also a player in their first proper D&D session over Roll20. Nice. Both of which were an absolute blast. That's the real one you have to watch out for. You want me to talk forever? Bring up D&D. Right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, okay, but I'm interested in D&D. Like, you start going on Smash and I just fucking tune out. How long until we start spinning up a uh, recorded real play of Bad Gamecast D&D session? I would totally do that. I have wanted to do that since we started as filler episodes from when we like needed some time. I have DM'd, I have played. I definitely enjoy playing as a character more only because there's a lot. I mean, obviously as DM, you do a lot of work. Obviously there's less work with like modules and stuff if you're going to use those, which is why I know a lot of people run them and I get it, but I'm too uh, weird that I would just, I want to build stuff. Yeah. Because then I get deep lost into building a world and then they're like, yeah. So we're going to DM and I'm like, I've almost built the first continent. <laughs> <laughs> I oscillate between the two, personally. I, uh, it's been, I want to say, three years since I've last DM'd a game. So I'm jonesing hard to DM a game. And being a writer, I, I need to build everything. Yeah. I've never DM'd for like a campaign. I've done a like one-off here and there. I, I would much rather play. I, I'm all for sitting down and building if I had the time to come up with a campaign. That sounds like a blast. But real talk, um, why am I going to put in all that work to try and come up with something for a game that I'm never going to play? Because I'm never going to get enough people to actually sit down and play it. God forbid our schedules line up and Everybody knows that song and dance. Yeah. One of the worst things about D&D and loving it is that as you get older, trying to, yeah, actually get games, consistent games together can be an issue. <laughs> like pulling teeth. Yeah. <laughs> can I get you guys to commit to, I don't know, once every two weeks, once a month, something. Well, I might be busy. <laughs> ah! Which seems weird to me because, like, I've got shit going on, but it's always shit at my house. Not, like, I know other people have, like, lives and shit and they do stuff, but Jay, whatever. I didn't want to call you out for being, like, a shut-in, but, like... Oh, no, I know what I'm about, son. <laughs> <laughs> 
I go outside. I got to go to work. Yeah, you go outside to get to work. I fucking hate it, but I have to. Is that it? Uh, yeah, that's it. It's just uh, thanks. Keep up the great work. I have no doubt I'll be in contact with you again soon with more inane bollocks. All the best. Lord Britannia, first holy paladin of the 12th order of the realm. <laughs> lovely, lovely. So that's totally not going to get longer every time. Absolutely. Fucking hate paladins. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a friend of mine was asking for character advice on their paladin that they are making for their next game. First, first rule, don't be a paladin or be an oathbreaker. Yeah. If you're going to play a lawful good paladin, remember that you need a external motivation other than being good, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're trying to save people, remember that you're trying to save people and it's not like, oh, but we can't do a bad thing because we can't do a bad thing, just period. No, if you're trying to save people, eh, you know. You're gonna have to get your hands messy. Yeah, killing this dude saves more lives. Great, kill the dude. You're paladin. Righteous justice. I don't know. I never would want to play a lawful good character. That's fair. Like, I don't know. Because, like, then you could potentially run into situations where, like, you might find it morally wrong as the player, but it would be something that your character would just have to let go because it's technically lawful good, right? I, I get it. We played very little of the beginning of a campaign that ended, and my character was a paladin. And oh, you talking about the one where I was playing the kobold? Yeah. At one point, we wanted to get into a place, and it was locked. And he basically was like, great, we need in here. And then he walked around the corner. Yes, yes, I remember that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm picking the lock. I'm not going to ask questions, but we need in here. Great. <laughs> I'll see you guys in a little bit. Walks around corner, comes back. Oh, the door's open now. Would you look at that? Or even then, you know, it could be uh, we need in here and you knock on the door and no one answers. Maybe the person inside has fallen and can't get up. Break down door. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of bummed that we never got to see as much interaction between our two characters because you were like a lawful good paladin. I was a chaotic evil assassin. Yep. There's some dynamic to be explored there. Because I, that was, you know, a lot of his thing was just if it meant bringing, you know, inevitable better good. He mostly willing to as long as you know like it's not him directly assassinating someone and turning a blind eye as long as the ends justify the means yeah kind of you because being a lawful good i'm a good guy try to shackle the team to being good often ruins the game for everyone yeah it's rough i mean it's the same as being chaotic stupid True, true. I'm a bad guy. I'm a murder everyone we meet. Those people suck. Right, exactly. And that's kind of what I wanted to explore exactly with that character. I'm running a chaotic evil character who has to play within the confines of a civilized society and, you know, yeah. go off when she can without, you know, bringing the law down on her head. Because the law was in your party. <laughs> yeah. Which, so yeah, there is room for that. It's just, I think, uh, as you know, with both of those, you need experienced players who are still willing to push the story forward no matter what. You have to motivate your character to commit to the story and have motivation on their own. I mean, you you could say that about any character too, right? Like, it, when you're role-playing your character, your character needs to have motivation, a reason they're doing stuff. You're not just reacting on the fly for whatever bullshit you think your character might do at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the issues when uh, I DM'd you. Yeah. Um, your team was less a team. Oh, no, we were not a team. And it, it was really hard trying to get you guys to 
to commit to actually doing stuff together. Yeah. Ugh. It went about as well as I figured it was going to go, though. I mean, it didn't help that, like, three of you hadn't really played before. Yeah, I was the only one with experience at the table. Experience being how many years ago? Yeah, no, I, like, I'm not an experienced player by any means, yeah. but have played before. <laughs> Welcome back to the D&D podcast with your hosts, Jason and Jake. Seriously, I love D&D, and I don't get to play enough of it. I believe it's with your host, uh, Jason and Elsa, featuring Jake, because... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Which was really annoying. I watched a thing recently that made me just want to play Vampire the Masquerade. I get that. Because you watched the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. That looked like a fucking... That looked like a good time. To be fair, guy who is leading it is quite good. A guy who has written for Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Yeah. You have to drop me a link. Watching that, though, is the whole reason why like, I bought Bloodline. Yeah. Because like, it's the only way I'm going to get to play me some vampire. So Yeah, so we'll just leave that uh, up in the air, and uh, we should probably sound off at some point oh right um do the plugs all right so if you have any questions comments concerns ideas things you want to hear us ramble about like D. seriously all you have to do is like one line of text asking about D, and that'll cover all our questions for the night in the subject line of the email D question mark that's all you need yeah you email the bad at gmail.com other ways to get a hold of us are twitter facebook discord reddit we are on twitch we stream monday through thursday all the VODs from that go up on YouTube. Is that all the things other than Patreon? Did you say Facebook? Yeah. Then, yeah, Patreon. Patreon. And that's where anyone who supports us, thank you so much for your support for keeping this and all the other things we do going. Thank you. Your support means the world to us. It really makes it feel like we're doing something, if not worthwhile, then at least entertaining, and that's what we're shooting for. Thank you to all our Patreons. You guys are the fucking bestest. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can find me on Twitter, at Jake Prey. You can find me on Twitter, at Freya Faust. Buy my book. All right. For the bad game cast, I've been crab. I've been long armed crab. And I'm gonna throw these crabs into bay. <laughs> Good night, everybody! <laughs>